Welcome to the Axial Spondyloarthritis Podcast, hosted by me, Jason Sacco. I'm a longtime spondy looking to bring the community closer to give the community a voice. I'll be reaching out to organizations, doctors, nutritionists, and anyone that I think can help increase our spondy quality of life. Enjoy and learn what is available to make your life better. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Axial Spondyloarthritis Podcast. How is everyone doing? It's been really great as I get acclimated and, and settled here in Florida and get used to what the weeks are like and the temperatures and everything. So it's really been a great, great change. And I look forward to getting some more exercise once the pool here in the community opens up. In this week's episode, I wanted to discuss an article that I found in Health Central. And I'll have a link to it in the show notes so that you can go out and read the article in its entirety. But it's 10 tips for getting through the workday with axial spondyloarthritis. You know, this is an interesting topic for all the years that I was working Every day was different. Every day presented its own set of challenges because you never really knew how you were going to wake up feeling. So that could really set the tone for the day. And I try to not let it, you know, destroy any given day and try and push through as best that I can. But as more and more people are working from home now with all the shutdowns going on and everything, that can really create its own set of challenges because how do you go about balancing work life and home life when they all seem to merge together and by the end of a work day you may not want to leave the house you may be looking at the computer and thinking geez I'm, I'm only just going to the next room over and am I really leaving work is my home my work am I becoming almost like a prison so I always encourage folks to get out you know even if it's just to go out and walk around take a pet for a walk, take yourself for a walk, something to get out of the house. But with that, let's go through these 10 items that Health Central talks about. Number one, you know, one of the things you can do is consult an occupational therapist. This is not something that I've ever done, so I can't give a whole lot of personal experience with it. But the article goes on to talk about if you're finding it difficult to manage workday due to AS symptoms, you might, you know, look at what's called an occupational therapist. Their entire job is to help solve, you know, these types of problems. As they go on to quote, an occupational therapy practitioner can work with you and provide individual recommendations, including strategies and adaptations, explains Karen Jacobs, an occupational therapist and clinical professor in the Department of Occupational Therapy at Boston University. They also provide home assessments, even remotely via telehealth in a time of the COVID-19 stuff that we're dealing with to help you optimize living space and assess for safety and just overall what you're dealing with for your workspace and your needs. So that's something that you can certainly look into. Number two, make an activity log. You know, I've kind of done this. One of the things I do is I make a log of the things I want to accomplish for the given day. I, I do that on my phone each morning before I get up. I'll take it in. I'll use the notes program and I'll jot down some things that I want to get done for the day. And then I try to cross those off, so to speak, digitally as I go through the day. The other thing that they discuss is you know, you can really start to track any type of activity you're doing. Simply write it down. You know, I took a walk before breakfast, took the dog out. List all these things that you do at any given time for creating the activity. You know, try to log it for 24 hours, they go on to talk about. And the more detail you give, the better. Then you can kind of look back and pinpoint times or activities where 
maybe you notice that, hey, I sat for three hours for work and I noticed that by the end of that period, I was really in a lot of pain. So is it possible to cut that down to sitting for no more than two hours and see if that helps to lessen any pain, if you can get up and move around more frequently, anything that you notice that you, when you look back at your activity log, you can pinpoint and say, hey, these were spots that caused me some issues. It's something you can try, you know, maybe pair it up with, I use a Fitbit to track my steps. So maybe you pair it up with a Fitbit and you log each of your step count by each certain time. Again, I don't know that you want to get super engrossed in this and and make it become your life, but keeping track for a good week of how you're spending your time and when you're having the pain can't hurt. And then for tracking pain, you know, uh, there's great things like that Chronic Insights app that I discussed and did the interview with James about earlier in the early last year, I guess it was. So I'll have a link to that episode in the show notes where you can listen. And he's got AS. He made this app specifically for tracking the pain that we with axial spondyloarthritis deal with. So that's something you might want to consider. Number four, ease into the day. For some people, we can do this. For others, maybe you can't. I always like to take the first little part, create the notes and the list of what I want to get done for the day, and then I sit up on the edge of my bed and I do my deep breathing, kind of stretch a little bit, and just start the body moving again after it's been sleeping for two, three, five hours, however long I got to sleep. As they go on to talk about in the article, AS symptoms can often make it difficult to be at your best first thing in the morning, which we're all well aware of. People with AS have inflammatory back pain, which is typically worse with rest and improves with activity, explains Nicole Cotter, a board-certified rheumatologist in Steamboat Springs, Colorado. So people with AS may need more time in the morning upon waking to get moving and ready for the day. So make sure you're planning for that time. You know, set your alarm a half hour early, whatever makes it best for you to get that little bit of time for you in so that you can get some stretching, some deep breathing, maybe a little bit of uh, just movement, whatever it is. Number five, if you can, take lots of breaks throughout the day. Some people with a work schedule, you might be limited to 15 minutes here, 15 minutes there, and that's about the best you can do. If you can, even just stand up, you know, stretch, move around a few minutes, whatever it might be that you can try to add into your break schedule and see if that helps with how you feel. So more people now than ever are working from home these days. And that means there's very little of that going out, getting a car, walking into an office building, all that kind of movement that you might have done in the beginning of the day, which helped to limber you up, is gone. You're getting up, maybe taking a shower and going in and sitting down at the computer. A lot less movement, a lot more potential for pain. Make sure that you're doing stretching. Make sure that you're doing deep breathing. Make sure that you're getting up a little bit earlier to get in that movement to get the day going, as I said with the last one. Those are all very, very good ways to combat those lack of movement symptoms that you're dealing with. And again, look at a Fitbit. I really like mine for tracking the steps that I do. And I think that's something that's really, really good for all of us to be mindful of. Number six, optimize your computer space. If you're staring at a computer all day long, you know, you want to make sure that it's AS friendly and there's lots of things you can do, whether it be to get one of those, if it's a laptop, get one of those things that pops it up a little bit so that you have a better 
ability to not be looking down at a laptop, but you're looking straight ahead. If it's a desktop, you know, make sure that the monitors are lifted up. Make sure the keyboard's at a good angle. Make sure your mouse is ergonomic. All of those things can help. Talk with your company about accommodations, and if they can't or won't, you know, make sure to look at, say, a place like here in the United States, like Best Buy or Amazon or any of those for little pieces of equipment that you can pick up on your own to make your setup better for you. Number six, get a comfortable chair. That is huge, and that's one that I am personally working on right now. The chair that I'm using right now is 14, 15 years old and really, really needs to be replaced. It's not very comfortable and it's well past its time that it's got to go. So I've been researching chairs on Amazon and just not sure which one I'm going to purchase. But the chair itself is something that from the cushioning to the lumbar support can make all the difference in the world for how any of us with AS feel by the end of the day. So make sure you find a chair that not only supports your lower back, but helps you sit up straight and also has the comforting on the bottom so that when you're sitting there for longer periods, it doesn't feel like you're sitting on a board. So again, searching for something that has good lumbar support and that will allow your back to generally feel better by the end of any given day and not feel so worn out, so fatigued. So that's something that I'm personally looking at. If you have a chair that you found on Amazon, uh, preferably here in the States, and you've got recommendations, feel free to reach out from the website at spondypodcast.com and let me know what chair you've looked at. Number seven, plan ahead to save energy if you can. You know, conserving energy during the workday is huge for those of us with AS. You know, we all fight fatigue, really, really bad fatigue in some days. And since it's a common symptom, you want to make sure that planning ahead, you know, can possibly help to mitigate some of that fatigue. If there's meetings that you can schedule, look at maybe an afternoon break right before you do your meeting so you can get up and move around and get the blood flowing again and and get the energy up. Maybe it's the snacks you eat. Have a maybe a good lunch, but a lighter breakfast. There's all sorts of ways that you can set up your day to help with, you know, planning ahead and, and trying to conserve energy so that you can go the full day and not be dragged out by the end of the day where you just get home and you can't do anything. That's been a real big challenge for me. Many years ago, I would get home, sit down at the couch, and I just couldn't move didn't have the energy to do anything. So for me as a man, I went and had my testosterone checked and they found out it was extremely low. That's not to say that everybody should do that, but it's something that you should be aware of if you're fighting extreme fatigue, that that's something you might want to look at hormone levels to see if they're off and that could be creating some of that fatigue that you're battling. Number eight, eat healthy to fight inflammation. You know, when you look at meals, The foods you put into your body can impact, you know, how you feel throughout the day, says Dr. Cotter. Remember, people with AS should really try to be following an anti-inflammatory diet. That means eating lots of fruits, veggies, you know, using olive oil, seeds, nuts, fish with, you know, omega fatty three acids, and lean red meat. Actually, 
you know, if you go back and listen to episode number three with Vinnie Tortorich, he is the person behind a book called No Sugars, No Grains and Body Confidential. And he's got a number of different books out and he's all across YouTube and and TV and, and podcasts and so forth. Anyway, I'll have a link in the show notes to episode number three. And Vinny talks about eating the right foods with the right fats in them and what is helpful and what is not helpful. We all know that anybody with AS, you know, inflammation is our big problem. And that inflammation contributes to the fatigue that we feel. So we really want to try and follow an anti-inflammatory diet, which means watch out for the salt and the processed foods, which have been shown to be linked to inflammation. So make sure if you're reaching for the potato chips, which I know I do a lot and I do it too much. Instead, try almonds in the afternoon for an energy boost. That might be something that's really helpful to you. Number nine, take steps to de-stress. You know, if your job is really stressful, there's things that might help to lower that stress level. You know, I've mentioned before that you might look at something like meditation. There's lots of really good meditation videos on YouTube. I myself do transcendental meditation and I went to a class for that, but you don't have to. There's lots of good videos on YouTube that can help you with learning about meditation and also mindfulness. You know, again, if you have a stressful job, that stress level can help to increase the inflammation that we deal with, therefore increase the fatigue that we're feeling. As the article states, it's therefore not surprising that people with inflammatory diseases feel worse during times of stress. You know, well, you can't always eliminate stress from your job. You know, you can take steps to manage it, like I said, using the things like meditation or even going in and doing the yoga. If you join the group Yoga for AS, they have all sorts of different videos available across YouTube and their channel on Facebook that you can use to watch these and participate in these great yoga videos that that might help to lower some of the stress you're dealing with as well. So those are all things to try. None of those will be perfect for everybody, but one, you know, might work for you. One other one might not work. So give it a shot. You've got nothing to lose as you work through trying to lower the stress that you're dealing with. Number 10, you know, talk with your boss. Let them know what you're dealing with. Know your rights under in the state's in the United States, the Americans with Disabilities Act, make sure that you understand what you're eligible for, what you're eligible to deal with at any given time, and the job accommodations that might need to be made by your employer to help offset your axial spondyloarthritis that you're dealing with. Talk with your boss, talk with your HR department, see what types of accommodations they might be able to help provide for you. And then also there's a website called the Job Accommodations Network. It's an organization that offers free guidance on disability-related employment issues. I'll have a link to that in the show notes. It might be something that you can find something useful there to help with uh, what you're combating at work. With that said, those 10 items, you know, the bottom line is working with axial spondyloarthritis is very challenging. As many people will continue to work, the key is to be proactive and not let it get so bad that you're you know, taken out of work before you really want to or need to be. Many go out on disability. There's nothing wrong with that. 
everybody's axial spondyloarthritis journey is different and there's no right or wrong answer. If you're going to stay working longer, that's fantastic. If you're going to do that, make sure to look at the ways to fight the fatigue, stay as healthy as possible. And this go these last couple items are just really for anybody dealing with axial spondyloarthritis. Living a healthier lifestyle overall can only benefit you. Focus on diet, exercise, and sleep along with the medications. I'm a proponent of medications, and by using the medication, you can then use that to help facilitate better exercise, diet, and sleep. Some people don't want to go with the medication route. That is absolutely fine. But the key overall to all of it is diet, exercise, and sleep. Those help all of our bodies fight the fatigue, fight the inflammation, and you know stay as productive and healthy as we can. So basically, don't underestimate the power of the small changes that you can make to your lifestyle, to your routine, all of it to help bring better balance to your workday and just to your life in general. As Dr. Cotter says, balancing one's lifestyle will help to balance one's job. So with that, I hope everybody has a very productive week. Get done anything that you have your mind set to get done. Tackle it. Challenge yourself to get more done if possible. And just overall, have a wonderful week. And again, I thank you for listening. Take care, and we'll see you next week.